Hello and welcome back to Newfound Pod, a bite-sized podcast about Newfoundland. I'm your host, Debbie Wiseman. This is episode 24, 9-11 in Newfoundland. This Tuesday will mark the 17th anniversary of the September 11th attacks on the United States. I remember that day so clearly. I turned on the TV and there was live video showing smoke coming from a building, and within seconds the second plane had hit. I knew there was something very wrong. There were so many rumors going around. People were saying that there was a lot more planes already in the air in danger of being hijacked and brought down. Canada began Operation Yellow Ribbon after airspace was closed here and in the United States. Over 200 planes were diverted from the United States to Canada, and over 70 of those planes landed in Newfoundland and Labrador. There was no plan in place for this type of thing. At the time, it just wasn't something people thought could happen. At the airport in St. John's, 27 planes landed, carrying over 4,000 passengers and crew. 38 planes ended up in Gander. Over 6,000 people ended up stranded in that town, which almost doubled its population in one day. There was a huge unknown with these events. Since no one knew how many planes were planned to be hijacked, there could have been terrorists on those planes. People were stuck there, not really knowing what was happening. Some of them had family in New York and D.C., and they didn't know if they were okay. It was hours before they were allowed to leave the planes, and when they did, they were going into smaller airports that were not equipped for this kind of traffic. The St. John's Airport was under construction at the time. Porta potties and phone banks had to be brought in. Once people were off the planes, they had to have somewhere to go. Most were sent to Mile One Stadium, some were sent to schools where fire and emergency personnel, along with scores of volunteers, waited to make them as comfortable as possible. In Gander, people also jumped into action. There was only one person working the customs desk, so people drove in from other towns and cities to help. Passengers weren't allowed to take anything with them when they got off the planes. So they were brought clothes, and pharmacists were on call to fill prescriptions. Businesses and citizens donated toiletries, food, and toys for the children. They cooked meals to bring to the temporary shelters, and they offered the use of their own homes if people wanted to stay there. These days, one of the most well-known stories from that time is the story of Nick and Diane Marson. They were both on a Continental Airlines flight from England to New York. Their flight was diverted to Gander, and while standing in line for blankets, they started to chat. Their connection was instant. Nick moved from England to Texas, and they ended up getting married a year later. They honeymooned in Gander. Speaking to the telegram, Diane Marson said, We were just so lucky. We really thought at the time that we were just plucked out of this horrible situation in the rest of the world, where there was so much evil, tragedy, and sadness going on, and just sat down in Newfoundland, where there were so many angels who took care of us. Nick Marson said that while they often suffer from survivor's guilt, it warms their heart to think about the help they got from the people of Newfoundland. If it wasn't for their kindness and generosity, we would never have met, and I would not be where I am right now. So, we are indebted to the people of Newfoundland. If you had to choose a place where you'd be stranded, you couldn't pick a better place than Newfoundland. Nick and Diane also took part in an HBO documentary that will premiere on September 11th called You Are Here, A Come From Away Story. That documentary also includes Kevin Turf. He's a U.S. businessman who was so touched by the generosity of the people of Newfoundland that he created Good Samaritan Initiatives back home in Texas. He's the man behind Pay It Forward 9-11, which encourages people to do three random acts of kindness in memory of a 9-11 victim. Kevin also wrote a book about his experiences called Channel of Peace, Stranded in Gander on 9-11. The events from those days were also made into a musical called Come From Away in 2013, which became a popular Broadway musical. Currently, the musical is on stage at the Royal Alexandra Theatre in Toronto. 
To finish up this week's episode, I'm going to read a first-hand account from a flight attendant who was on one of the planes that day. I'm not reading the whole thing, just what happened after they arrived in Gander, but I'll link to the full account on my site. She was a flight attendant on Delta Flight 15. When they were eventually let off the planes, they were told it would be a few days before they would be able to return to the U.S. and to make themselves comfortable. This is a pretty detailed account of what it was like to be one of those passengers that week. We had lots of time on our hands and found that the people of Gander were extremely friendly. They started calling us the Plain People. We enjoyed their hospitality, explored the town of Gander, and ended up having a pretty good time. Two days later, we got that call and we were taken back to the Gander airport. Back on the plane, we were reunited with the passengers and found out what they had been doing for the past two days. What we found out was incredible. Gander and all the surrounding communities, within about a 75-kilometer radius, had closed all high schools, meeting halls, lodges, and any other large gathering places. They converted all these facilities to mass lodging areas for all the stranded travelers. Some had cots set up, some had mats with sleeping bags and pillows set up. All the high school students volunteered their time to take care of the guests. Our 218 passengers ended up in a town called Lewisport, about 45 kilometers from Gander, where they were put up in a high school. If any woman wanted to be in a woman-only facility, that was arranged. Families were kept together. All the elderly passengers were taken to private homes. One of the passengers, a young pregnant lady, was put up in a private home right across the street from a 24-hour urgent care facility. There was a dentist on call and nurses remained with the crowd for the duration. Phone calls and emails to the U.S. and around the world were available to everyone once a day. During the day, passengers were offered excursion trips. Some people went on boat cruises of the lakes and harbors. Some went for hikes in the local forests. Local bakeries stayed open to make fresh bread for the guests. Food was prepared by all of the residents and brought to the schools. People were driven to restaurants of their choice and offered wonderful meals. Everyone was given tokens for local laundromats to wash their clothes, since luggage was still on the aircraft. In other words, every single need was met for those stranded travelers. Passengers were crying while telling us these stories. Finally, when they were told that the U.S. airports had reopened, they were delivered to the airport right on time and without a single passenger missing or late. The local Red Cross had all the information about the whereabouts of each and every passenger, and they knew which plane they needed to be on and when all the planes were leaving. They coordinated everything beautifully. It was absolutely incredible. When passengers came on board, it was like they had been on a cruise. Everyone knew each other by name. They were swapping stories of their stay, impressing each other with who had had the better time. Our flight back to Atlanta looked like a charter party flight. The crew just stayed out of their way. It was mind-boggling. The passengers had totally bonded and were calling each other by their first names, exchanging phone numbers and addresses and email addresses. And then a very unusual thing happened. One of our passengers approached me and asked if he could make an announcement over the PA system. We never ever allow that, but this time was different. I said, of course, and handed him the mic. He picked up the PA and reminded everyone about what they had just gone through in the last few days. He reminded them of the hospitality they had received at the hands of total strangers. He continued by saying that he would like to do something in return for the good folks of Lewisport. He said he was going to set up a trust fund under the name of Delta 15, our flight number. The purpose of the trust fund is to provide college scholarships for high school students of Lewisport. He asked for donations of any amount from his fellow travelers. When the paper with donations got back to us with the amounts, names, and phone numbers and addresses, 
The total was for more than $14,000. The gentleman, a doctor from Virginia, promised to match the donations and to start the administrative work on the scholarship. He also said he would forward this proposal to Delta Corporate and ask them to donate as well. As I write this account, the trust fund is at more than $1.5 million and has assisted 134 students in college education. I just wanted to share this story because we need more good stories right now. It gives me a little bit of hope to know that some people in a faraway place were kind to some strangers who dropped in on them. It reminds me how much good there is in the world. While researching for this episode, I read a book called The Day the World Came to Town. It focuses on what happened at Gander on September 11th and the days following it. It's a really interesting book, and I'd suggest you pick it up if you want to hear more stories about what happened back then. And of course, I'd also suggest Kevin Turf's book. Links to both will be on the site. Thanks so much for listening today. If you can, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast app you use. I'd really appreciate it. You can follow me on Facebook and Twitter. Just search for Newfound Pod. The site with all my previous episodes is newfoundpod.com. You can contact me at newfoundpod at gmail.com. Thanks so much to my supporters on Patreon. If you'd like to support me there, you can do so for as little as $1 a month. And you can support me for free by sharing episodes with your friends and followers. Thanks again, everyone. I'll talk to you soon.